Welcome to the Bitcoin.com weekly update for June 4th, 2021. My name is Corbin Fraser and today we're starting off with the latest Bitcoin will destroy us all news out of China. This time we have a renowned Chinese economist saying that if Bitcoin is widely adopted, we're all going to die and this is not a joke. Video of The Economist went viral this week after a Bitcoiner who stumbled across it randomly as it played on her hotel room television posted a recording to Twitter. The video features an interview on Chinese TV with Ku Qian, who currently serves as the external supervisor of the Bank of Beijing and the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, in addition to holding a position as director of the China Financial Policy Research Center, a key contributor to the Chinese Ministry of Education. Exactly what's going to happen as the worst scenario or yeah. the must scenario. We're all going to die. This is not a joke. It's, Why do you, know, you say Bitcoin that? Has a, yes, Bitcoin has a very, very strict and limited number, the total number. In the interview, Chiang stated that he foresees society falling into a death spiral of deflation. He cited the fall of the Ming Dynasty as historical precedent, claiming that its collapse was the result of a silver shortage that led to deflation. That view of history was challenged online with several observers from the Twitter sphere noting that if anything, it was inflation that triggered the fall of the 300 year long Ming dynasty, not actually deflation. So for context, the view taken on the matter by the British Museum uh, History of the World is that the state issued too much paper money causing hyperinflation. And for what it's worth, billionaire investor Stan Druckenmiller would seem to agree with the dare we say more orthodox view of history as it relates to money printing and inflation. Druckenmiller, who stated in, in an interview uh, with The Hustle last week that he felt like a moron for not buying Bitcoin earlier, noted that he now sees the problem Bitcoin solves. Specifically, it offers an escape for, from the pain caused by excessive money printing by central banks, or as the billionaire investor put it, the world's central bankers going nuts. Druckenmiller, who bought $100 million worth of Bitcoin back when the price was under $10,000, also made comments on Ethereum and Doge. Regarding everyone's favorite dog-inspired meme coin, Druckenmiller, who previously managed money for George Soros, just laughed. Don't go long and don't go short, he said, unless you like going to Vegas, and I guess it's okay. Joking aside, he did have some interesting thoughts on Ethereum. Astute viewers will note that there's a growing narrative which has Ethereum replacing Bitcoin as the preferred store of value in the crypto space. That narrative is driven by the impending integration of Ethereum Improvement Proposal 1559, which is expected to effectively reduce Ethereum's inflation rate by the equivalent of three Bitcoin halvings, potentially making Ethereum even more scarce than Bitcoin. Druckenmiller brushed that narrative aside though, stating that he thinks Bitcoin has won the store value game and it's going to be very, very tough to unseat. He noted that Bitcoin is a brand that's been around for 13 to 14 years and it has a finite supply. Ethereum, by contrast, according to our billionaire at least, is in a more precarious position. He suggested that Ethereum is like Yahoo before Google came along, noting that Google replaced Yahoo despite offering only a marginal performance improvement. The implication being, of course, that any one of the dozens of emerging smart contract platforms uh, could make dramatic gains in market share, finally achieving so-called Ethereum killer status. Druckenmiller's feelings about BTC being an unseatable asset seem to be echoing with the very institutions crypto could make unnecessary, which is, of course, big banks. So at a U.S. Senate Banking Committee hearing last week, Bank of America, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo executives 
all laid out their policies regarding cryptocurrencies, and though they may lag behind more progressive peers like Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, which now offer exposure to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency via investment products, the three megabanks all noted a focused interest in cryptocurrency. We continue to closely and actively follow developments around cryptocurrencies, which have emerged as alternative investment products, uh, though their status as a currency and mechanism of payment remains fluid. Wells Fargo CEO Charles Scharf said at a hearing headed by U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown, the comment comes on the heels of Wells Fargo Investment Institute, an advisor and subsidiary of the bank, announcing the final stages of an actively managed crypto investment strategy for qualified customers. In a May 19th interview with The Insider, Wells Fargo Investment Institute President Daryl Kronk noted, We think the cryptocurrency space has just kind of hit an evolution and maturation of its development that allows it now to be a viable, investable asset. Citigroup CEO Jane Fraser focused on regulatory concerns, citing a measured approach to facing rising tide of interest in uncensorable and decentralized assets. Before we engage with cryptocurrencies, we see it as our responsibility to ensure we have clear governance and controls in place, Fraser emphasized. Those measured steps notwithstanding, Citigroup seems to understand uh, on a gut level that the Satoshi train won't be stopped and is already reporting consideration for launching crypto services as revealed in early May by the Financial Times. In March, Citigroup said Bitcoin even had a shot at becoming the currency of choice for international trade. And finally, yet another bank is validating the crypto markets by launching a cryptocurrency exchange and brokerage. British multinational banking firm Standard Chartered said Wednesday that the bank's innovation arm, known as SC Ventures, will establish a new platform based on the UK and sorry, based in the UK and targeting the European market. A representative from SC Ventures noted that the firm has a strong conviction that digital assets are here to stay and will be adopted by the institutional market as a highly relevant asset class. Of course, here at Bitcoin.com, we're obviously of the same opinion. And this week, we're excited to announce the completion of another bridge across the crypto landscape that we hope will support growth in our industry. This particular bridge takes the form of support for Ethereum in the Bitcoin.com wallet. While many people focus on the animosity between Bitcoin maximalists and the Ethereum heads, and uh, the fact is the Ethereum community of builders share the same ethos as the builders in Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash communities. Namely, use whatever is useful. And there's no denying the utility of Ethereum. With decentralized applications running the gamut from lending, borrowing, to synthetic asset issuance, to NFTs with royalties for artists built into them, the things being built on Ethereum are truly innovative. And by integrating Ethereum into the wallet, we're opening up a ton of doors for creating more utility across Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and now Ethereum. So if you're using the Bitcoin.com wallet, make sure you go upgrade to the latest version, tap on the ETH icon to get started. And of course, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell notification icon below to be notified the next time we post a video, usually at the end of each week. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you again. Bye-bye.